What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Um, that's where the magic happens. Um, this is Corey DLG. With me today, the return of the regular host, Nico DLG, also in travel, getting ready for race season. So, uh, what's up, little brother? Hey, good to be back. You're back, you're gone, you're back, you're gone. You're going to be like a revolving door. How's that make you feel? Uh, I mean, at least I look cool. <laughs> uh, before we get into anything, I do want to let everybody know that they can come hang out with me this Sunday at, I believe, 8 p.m. Central Time at The Experience. Uh, Jen King of Space Cadets is launching a brand new channel and it's just kicking it off with an online convention and I'm in the indie creator spotlight with a couple other great indie creators so come hang out with us we're gonna talk comics talk shop talk who knows what it'll be this weekend Sunday evening um fancy yeah I'm, I'm, I'm worldwide now the brand is growing the brand is growing <laughs> the other day somebody was like uh this girl was like hey how can you have 2,000 followers on Facebook I said because I'm famous yeah, because that's awesome. I said also because people like me. But I don't think either one of those is true. It's okay. It's all right. Um, yeah, so the sports world, right around 4 o'clock yesterday, exploded. What happened? Um, that's, this is why I love you. You have no idea. This is great. It was a four-team trade. Okay. Centered around the Houston Rockets. Oh, here it comes. Getting rid of one James Gerald, other things that aren't his middle name, Harden. Um, and in return, getting Victor Oladipo. Um, a guy with the last name of Kurox. And basically eight. First round draft picks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we did it, boys. We did it. So after playing basketball Jenga or Tetris <laughs> be more accurate. We've we've come out of this with two guys and eight picks. Jeez. Two guys and eight picks. Victor Oladipo, uh, his contract expires at the end of this season. He's looking to get max money somewhere. Uh, he was, about four years ago, he was a guy who was on the rise. And then he's had some injury problems, and it's just taken him a while to get back on track. But this season, he started out playing very, very well. Uh, who knows if that'll continue? Right. Right right now, the Rockets are a team of question marks. If John Wall can maintain his health, if DeMarcus Cousins can keep playing like a motivated guy, if Victor Oladipo um, wants to convince a team to pay him $40 million a year, these are the things that we're hoping happen. Um, yeah, but more importantly, we have eight picks. Eight picks. So how this works out is we have, I think we have three, 
of Brooklyn's picks just outright. Um, the 22, 24, and 26 picks just outright. 2022, 2024, 2026. Um, we also have Minnesota's 2022 first-round pick. Minnesota somehow got in the middle of this trade. Uh, and James Harden winds up going to the Nets, just for the record of all of this. Okay. So we'll get to that here in a second, too. Uh, and then also with New Jersey, we have swaps, I believe, 23 25 and 27 that are totally unprotected. We have the right to swap those picks with them, no matter. So, like, if they're picking better than us, we have their pick, they have ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we have that. We have that for four years. We have three of the first rounders. We have four swaps, and then we have Minnesota's first rounder. Wolf, unprecedented trade wild um first of all in in recent history of people moving these type of players this is the most first round picks so this is a win for the rockets in that regard yeah because i mean that's a lot of picks over a pretty good amount of time it's a lot of picks over a good amount of time and also most importantly daryl morey because we so this is what makes people mad at james harden Sometimes in sports, there are good players on bad teams, and you have to build up, and they have to wait, and they have to kind of just make it work and make it happen. Yeah. And and then a window opens for them, and then it closes. Well, the Rockets have been leveraging their future and just chasing and pushing and keeping the championship window open for almost the bulk of the time they've had James Harden. For about eight years now, they've Maybe they haven't really been championship contending rosters. Like the James Harden, Dwight Howard roster probably wasn't a championship roster. However, James Harden wanted Dwight Howard. Mm -hmm. So we made trades to make that happen for him. Right. And then he left. Uh, He didn't want to stay because, honestly, it seems like he didn't like playing with uh, with James Harden. Um so then we we just go and we just build a team of guys who are just going to shoot the ball and just let James Harden ball out of his mind under Mike D'Antoni. And for about two years, it's him and Clint Capella with just a bunch of guys who can shoot the three. And we're playing in the conference finals. We're playing against the champions, and we're losing, but we're right there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he says, hey, I want more help. So we go and we get Chris Paul. And then we go and we get Russell Westbrook. And at the end of the day, we, we, we gave up a lot to make those moves happen. Yeah. Um, now, when we got John Wallen, we actually got back one of the first-rounders that we gave up to get Russell Westbrook. Um, we didn't give up too many first-rounders to get Chris Paul. Um, but getting eight back really kind of helps. Well, that and, like, the Rockets is in such a weird place right now because they basically blew up their whole team and, you know, new GM, new head coach, new everything. Like, and James makes... Harden wanted nothing to do with it, apparently. Right. And, it, like, it makes sense for us to, like, not only blow up this team and, you know, literally a reorg of the entire organization effectively. And then, like, 
having that many first rounders is just such a good feeling because it's like, well, we can just we can build from here and we can actually build a competitive team. Right, and and the other the other thing of it is too is the NBA sometimes things happen fast, um, and so there's an opportunity where you know if one or two of these picks really pops off and turns into a guy, you know that just excels and exceeds expectations, the rest of the picks suddenly are tradable again. You know, um, you hate to repeat the same mistakes, but they're not really mistakes when you're chasing like. Right now, the Lakers just won a title. To get to that title, they had to give up picks and players to get Anthony Davis to pair him with LeBron James. That was just the reality, but it's already resulted in one title for them. That's what happens in a lot of these. The Golden State Warriors are the exception, where they've given up nothing to get this system that they have. Right, but even then, that system only ran for so long before. Right, and then injuries crippled that team. All of those guys came up together, and they all got old at the same time. I mean... Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Draymond Green, that they've been teammates for six or seven years at this point. Uh, you know, it, probably even longer than that, honestly. Jeez, eight or nine years, maybe. Um, it's not, you're not going to stay healthy, but you're going to have down years. And so, and even the Nets, you know, they did it in an interesting way where they were so bad for so long that they just went young. And they just had so much cap space because the roster was filled with in, – in pro sports, you're, the older, the longer you've been in the league, the more you're entitled to as a minimum. Um, the Nets had no one old on their roster. There was nobody that they were owing a lot of money to, even at a minimum. They were literally just paying a bunch of kids on their team. So they literally had enough money to go get two max guys and still had money left over, so they had signed – DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving last year. Um, with Kevin Durant obviously rehabbing Achilles, he'll be back for this season. So now this season, their lineup somewhere is Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan, and somebody. Um, the next two guys on their roster, they traded in all of this. Chris LeVert and uh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name. Go oh, Kurox. Kurox is in the rotation. He's a good player. He shoots three, plays defense. He's a nice guy. I, I actually like him a little bit. Um, I use him in the NBA 2K22, 21, whatever I have. Um, I like him a lot. He's 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 a decent rotation player. Um, yeah, I just think I think it's interesting because we wind up with this full roster, but more importantly, these picks. We might be a playoff team this year, and then it becomes like can you stay competitive while you build? Yeah. Cause that's usually the, that's usually the trade off. Usually you, you sacrifice being competitive for a little while to, to rebuild a, a strong team. Right. But with the way this roster is built, these guys aren't going to be on the books for any real length of time, but they're still good quality players. So the opportunity is there really right now. I'll probably are. Probably off the top of my head, without looking at it, I think probably our worst and biggest contract is probably Eric Gordon, who's probably got I think three years and sixty or seventy million dollars still owed to him. Uh, and and he's the guy who goes back and forth between starting and the bench. So <laughs> he's he's good. He's just in our he's a six man. He's in our rotation is the problem. The rest of our team is young. Daniel House, a lot of other guys like that. They're just younger guys, and we're not we don't owe them any money now. Um, these are all people 
who after two years you can cut him in the third year there's an option and the fourth year there's a restricted free agency option like this roster now is incredibly flexible um which is something we couldn't say before you really no we really couldn't because we were perpetually building for James Harden so because of the cat the cash strap situation we found ourselves in we were signing guys to these long term crazy deals because that's the only way we could bring them in. We couldn't give them one year at $45 million, so we had to give them five years at $100 million to fit them under our cap, but also to give them the money that they wanted. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of deals structured that way so that we could still try and be able to bring in more help in trades and stuff, but also field a competitive roster. So now we just got to kind of ride out the Eric Gordon contract. Um, there's probably one or two of the contracts on the roster that are structured that way. Because of the James Harden era, uh, but other than that, I mean, John Wall, I think, has two years left. Oladipo's done this year. Demarcus Cousins is probably a one-year deal because that guy, he just wants to get healthy and sign a big contract somewhere. Um, I don't know if it's ever going to happen for him, and I feel really, really bad. Um, just a little bit of backstory there. He in Sacramento, he was the man, but he was just the media and him were they were super combative. He's got a brother who gets into trouble a little bit, and DeMarcus Cousins gets himself into trouble on the court a little bit. And so the local reporters were perpetually just reporting stories about his brother and about him, and just kind of they were the relationship got really bad really fast between the two groups. And so eventually he, he couldn't be in Sacramento anymore because he didn't he didn't want to talk to anybody. He didn't want to talk to the media. The team makes you talk to the media. You're obligated by the league to deal with the media. Uh, and he didn't want to deal with these. Like, there were a lot of guys that he was really mad at. Um so he, so they, and Sacramento wasn't going to be good anytime soon. So they sent him to New Orleans where him and Anthony Davis were playing together. And it was a pretty impressive run. And then he blows out his Achilles. Ugh. And the reason it was relevant is because he, at the start of the season, had turned down a max extension from Sacramento because he wanted out. He got to New Orleans Allegedly, they offered it to him again, and he said, let's play the season and let's evaluate at the end of the season. Which I think means he might have wanted to test free agency a little bit. But he blows his Achilles, and suddenly he he won't sniff the four-year, $150 million, whatever it was that he was being offered at that max level at that time. Sometimes you just got to take the max level, boys. Well, there's a, there's a quote from someone in Draymond Green's camp where they were talking about when he was going through free agency or he was approaching free agency and he was getting nervous. He was getting worried because he didn't like the idea. The team had an offer on the table for like four years and $80 million. And it's like, do you want to make $80 million? Do you want to try and go for more? Whatever the situation is, you've got to really make a decision, blah, blah, blah. And like it just stresses you out the whole time. And then you start, it gets in your head and then you're worried about injury. And then it starts to affect your play. Um, and, and it's a, probably the hardest season of every athlete's career is when they don't have a, another contract already done. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine. So DeMarcus Cousins blows his Achilles. He's rehabbing. He signs with Golden State for one year for, I think, like the $5 million veteran exception or whatever it is. Uh, he goes to Golden State for that year. He's helping them playoffs. He's looking good. He's getting into shape. And then he, like, tears his hammy or groin. It's one of the two, and he disappears again. 
And so he's rehabbing, rehabbing, rehabbing. I think he was signed somewhere last year, and I don't think he even played because he was rehabbing. And then we signed him this offseason. And it's just been he's – been, he's been good, but you feel bad for him because it's been three, four years now. And he keeps just like sliding around. Yeah, he's made he's made probably in salaries fifty, forty five, fifty million dollars, which is a lot. I'm not gonna listen. Congrats. However, there was a time when this was a two hundred million dollar man, right? And that happens in the league, and it hurts. Isaiah Thomas was another guy who was lined up to be a two hundred million dollar player, and he's just going team to team to team, bouncing around now. Um, potentially if Rajon Rondo had been less of a jerk he'd have been a $200 million guy um, but he's he's probably less mad about it because he keeps signing these one year like $12 million $15 million deals to be someone's starting point guard for one year so yeah, that might be the play <laughs> yeah but Isaiah Thomas when he, when he was in Boston and everybody was happy and healthy and he played through he had a bad hip injury no, let me get this right. So, they're in the playoffs. His sister is murdered. Oh, God. And they're like, oh, I, think I remember su- this. Super tight. And he's flying back and forth to, like, go home, do funeral stuff, family stuff, flying back to Boston to play in the playoff games against Cleveland, I believe. Yeah, where, I remember this series. Where in the fourth quarter of each of those games, I want to say he averaged something like 22 points. And it's just ridiculous. Um, and he's been a fourth quarter guy all year. They're running like fourth quarter stats for him. We're like Isaiah Thomas is the closer. Um, they can't, whatever happens, they don't like Boston's like in love with them, but they don't give him a, an extension at that point. The next year. Oh, and he's playing through some kind of hip pointer injury at that time as well. Um, Boston's doctors tell him it'll heal on its own in the off season. It never really does. Finally, right before the season, he still is not any better and decides to have surgery, which he should have, but it also means that he now misses most of the season. Um, so they trade him to Cleveland. He's on the last year of like his rookie setup, his rookie deal. So he goes to Cleveland for that year. He never even really plays for them. By the time he gets healthy and starts playing, they're worried about their playoff run. They trade him almost immediately after he's healthy. I think he plays only like two weeks in Cleveland. And ever since, he's just been going team to team to team. A tragedy, really. It it just it's it's weird how it happens to you, right? Like, it is what it is, man. But it also it almost makes me think that like if you're ever an athlete in the rookie situation, when you're at the year three, four, five, whatever it is, if you get any kind of real injury, you get the surgery right away. Yeah, you can't risk it. Yeah. You get the surgery right away and hope the team gives you enough time to come back before they make a decision on you. Uh, But, yeah, I think for Houston, this has been a win-win. For the New Jersey Nets, it obviously makes them... They went from, like, a whatever team to, like, what-the-heck team. Yeah, yeah, kind of, because, like, I don't think anybody really believes the Kyrie Irving-Kevin Durant thing is going to work. But if... Now, listen... Personality-wise, I don't think anyone believes the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden thing is going to work any better. These are not three people who are easy to deal with 
Now, Kevin Durant, as far as players go, all the players say they love him. But Kevin Durant, he doesn't have a lot of media presence. He does some angry things. He used to make burner Twitter accounts to defend himself on Twitter from people. That's that's huge. (laughs) So this isn't a team that's necessarily personality-wise designed for any kind of success. But if they just look at the basketball and just focus on the ball going through the hoop, there's no telling what the limit is for this. I mean, this team could score 300 points. Yeah, this is this is your this is your like 97 billion point team, but like also the team that gets their feelings in a bunch. This is going to be the team that gives the best quotes when they win by 40, and they're still all mad at each other. Yeah, <laughs> like really could have pulled his weight, and he's like. Top score, 55. Next one below is 45. It's like, oh, yeah, geez. Should have scored 10 more points. The other thing that's important about this is James Harden's 31. Kevin Durant, I think, is 31 as well and coming off of a significant injury. Kyrie Irving has already had knee surgeries twice and is 28, I believe. Um, this team could very easily be the team of nobodies, just as much as it is the team of. Yeah, this could either right. be three, three billion points or three injured guys. Like, right. So there was a time in the Rockets' history that was incredibly frustrating if you were a fan when Yao Ming and Tracy McGrady were paired together. Um, we had one of the best supporting rosters in all of basketball. Guys like Louis Scola, um, Carl Landry, just, uh, just. Everyone up and down the roster were these go-getter, teammate-first, like, awesome guys. Uh, but the the build of the team was around Yao Ming and Tracy McGrady, who every year would play maybe 20 games together before injuries separated them. Um, yeah, because Yao Ming was nine feet tall. Yao Ming apparently had a shoe size that was, like... A, a size 12 or something, which is big, but not a seven foot tall guy big. Um, whereas Shaquille O'Neal wears something like 20s. Nice. Just to give you an idea of why Yao Ming couldn't stay healthy in the league, his feet couldn't support. And the training, the training staff for the Rockets consistently would, they wanted him to work out and get strength, but they also were always worried about his weight. So they were always like having him diet. Because they didn't want him over a certain weight because of the small size of his feet. Yeah, and the fact that he was literally how tall was he anyway? Like literally eight feet tall. Yeah. Um, like humans aren't supposed to be that tall. (laughs) You really can't. Tracy McGrady, for all of his greatness, was never. He was always at his best when he was like the third or fourth guy. He never wanted. It felt like he never wanted to be the guy. When he was in Orlando, they kept pairing him with other guys, and it just never worked. He leaves Orlando to come to us, and it just, it just never, it never gelled. And then the the kicker for that was there was almost a trade for Tracy McGrady was almost traded to the Clippers for Baron Davis, who I love. I think Baron Davis is one of the most fun, uh, exciting point guards that was playing at that era. He had been on that Warriors team that uh, came out of nowhere that I loved. And instead, uh, Tristan McGrady heard he might get traded to the Clippers, and he had optional knee surgery Ooh. to avoid being traded. 
that was a low point in everyone's conversations. <laughs> but, I love it. But that was a frustrating time for the Rockets, and I think that's a real possibility for New Jersey. It's something, it's something they may have weighed, but honestly, the opportunity to get James Harden is probably yeah. It's like it's like well, you could have this team. I mean, there's some downsides. They might get hurt, but if it works, it's pretty baller. Yeah, I, I can't imagine a situation where you don't want James Harden on your on your roster. Right, especially considering they, they went from literally like a whatever team like two years ago to like this. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago, they were actually – they were being talked about because they were overperforming because all of their young rookie kids who have just been playing just unregulated minutes because what do we care – uh, and they were developing. Chris Levert was developing into a pretty good player. Uh, Jared Allen was turning into a pretty good player. Kurox was a, a good. These are people. They probably never would have been if it hadn't been for the fact that New Jersey just didn't care because they didn't have anything. Yeah, New Jersey's got like twenty billion dollars, and they're like, I already paid all these guys. Just go play. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. There, there was. There was. I think they were in the. I think they were trying to get LeBron James when everyone knew he was going to go to LA the year before, and so they cleared all the cap space and they went young, and then LeBron went to, you know, he goes to LA, and I think there was like two or three other free agents in that grouping that were everybody was like, oh, holding their breath, and they didn't get any of them. Um, oh yeah, I remember. So then they had this like, young team. So the then was, I remember that. Yeah. So then this year or last year. They get Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and DeAndre Jordan, and the Knicks thought they were a shoe in to get those three. Just they just knew it, oh, and yeah. uh, they were so excited. They were waiting for their phone to ring. Never once did it ring. <laughs> never rang. And here's the dumb part: the Knicks never called anybody. Yeah, they're like obviously they're gonna call us. Literally, right. no one calls them. <laughs> so by the time New Jersey's literally got them on planes to come talk, like contract, the Knicks don't even know that it's happened. Yeah, they wake up the next morning and it's like, what happened, guys? Nothing, no one even called us. <laughs> no one called us. I've seen the little scroller on ESPN. Kevin Durant signs to the Nets. Kyrie Irving signed to the Nets. DeAndre Jordan signed to the Nets. What is going on? Um, <laughs> oh, those were my guys. It's like you didn't even call them. Right. Yeah, the Knicks are just... The worst organization. Well, listen... There was a massive four-team trade yesterday for a bunch of teams to all get better, and the Knicks didn't even make a phone call. No one even wants to talk to them. Uh, They're a mess. They are a mess. Speaking of messes, we got to get into this. It's the NFL offseason for most teams. Not all teams, but most teams. The Philadelphia Eagles have already fired their coach, Doug Peterson. Nice, nice. Um, The Texans have obviously fired their coach. Um, the Texans have now started their general managers, or they've already finished the general manager search. They signed Nick Cesario, which infuriated Deshaun Watson, our star quarterback. Awesome. Always a good sign. Uh, it made him furious, not because he doesn't like the guy. I want to say this first. I'm going to say this before we get into the other part. Nick Cesario has been the general manager for the New England Patriots. Now, yes, Bill Belichick has the ultimate say on everything in that team and on that roster. But it's really important to note that, to me at least, there has not been a team more Super Bowl prepared every year, roster-wise, other than the New England Patriots. 
So I mean, 20 yeah. years, that team has been ready to go to the Super Bowl. And this guy's been a part of the organization for something like 12 or 14 of them. Right. So, I... We'll get into why Deshaun wants his bet, but I want to say this first. Some people were trying to, like, criticize the draft picks of late of the Patriots. Oh, well, they don't have a lot of, like top-tier starters blah, that they're getting in the draft. But the reality is they have a really good roster that's mostly already set because they've found guys over the years that they've developed into these places. Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, like, they don't have to draft another receiver because they already have their top two. So, like, they're not they're not as worried about things as uh, other teams are. Right. Also, they had the luxury of knowing that all kinds of guys want to sign with them to the veteran minimum so they can win a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. So the reality for them is a little bit different. But some some people were trying to criticize like the last four or five years of draft picks where they haven't necessarily panned out as well. And it's like, well, first of all, there's no room for these guys to develop. We're playing for championships every year. We don't have time to build these guys up. Like, yeah, unfortunately, our team has to just be good. It, it doesn't have time to be right bad and develop and then be competitive like every other time. Right. So if we draft a guy and he's not good enough to start, okay, we're moving. We're finding a starter this week. Like, hey man, somebody's playing. And if it's not, if it's not you, it's the next man up. And that's true football mentality anyway. But that has been the way the Patriots get it done. And they go out and they find guys and they bring guys in and they are always Super Bowl ready. So, in that regard, to me, the hiring is awesome. Huge hiring. Great hiring. Love the hiring. The problem comes in twofold. Uh, Cal McNair told uh, Deshaun Watson two things this offseason. He said, when they fired Bill O'Brien, he said, listen, I will have convert. I will, I will give you the list of finalists and give you time to talk to them as a representative of the players for my team. And then I'll make a decision after everybody talks. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. He also said Jack Easterby, who no one in the Texas organization likes, but he still works there anyway, uh, won't have anything to do with this hire. However, Nick Cesario is one of Jack Easterby's longtime friends and coworkers from the Patriots. Right, because the the cool thing to do is to hire Patriots. Right. Like anything. Um, and the other part of this, you want to work from the Patriots? You're on board. You work for the Patriots. Listen, it's not as though they're hiring people from the Raiders off the street. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's at least the right team. I just think it's funny. Also, does everyone get a ring? Does that mean like there's like some random water guy with like six Super Bowl rings? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 If you're on, so like this isn't the rule, but it's kind of the rule. They take a team picture at the beginning. Does everyone get a ring? Yeah, basically. Yeah, because they're all part of the organization. So, like, yeah, for sure. If you're the the equipment guy, yeah, you've got a Super Bowl ring. You've got several. You work for the Patriots. It is kind of neat. Uh, In baseball, they vote on who gets a share of the of the of the championship. Like, everyone who gets a share gets a ring and gets a, a cut of the money. In baseball, the team votes as a team who's on and who counts. Uh, in football, it's basically everybody in the organization. So, like, when, they, when someone wins the Super Bowl, I think they make, like, 150 rings or something. This is a lot of rings. 
But yeah, like if you're a practice squad player, hey man, you were on the Patriots. You won. You get a ring. Um, but yeah, the other part of the problem is Cal McNair hired a headhunting squad to help narrow the list down, paid him hundreds of thousands of dollars. Nick Cesario wasn't on that list. <laughs> Sweet. So basically what happened is Nick Cesario, last year they tried to sign him. The Texans tried to get him last year. And there was an issue. He was still technically under contract with the Patriots, but he was thinking about getting out, looking at getting out. and But he was still technically under contract, which means it was considered tampering. So oh, right. the Texans just backed off. And the league said, you, you guys better not hire him this year. And the Texans said, okay. So they didn't. So they didn't. So this year he becomes available. And just right away, Kyle McNair just ignores everything that had happened before and just jumps on it. So, like, I like the hire. But how he handled it, it's a problem because it endangers, it endangers the relationship of the whole organization. Because you can't have right. your star quarterback mad at the team. It's not a good look. It's not right. a good look at all. Um, so when we, we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to focus on teams probably making a change at quarterback. And then also this coming week of the playoff game. This is Nerd Sports. We'll be right back. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Streaming worldwide at ironlonestar.com. As always, make sure you check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash nerd thug radio. That's where all the magic happens. And, of course, make sure to come hang out with me this Sunday at 8 p.m. And if I'm wrong about the time, it'll show it on the link. Um, I'm in the Indie Creator Spotlight at TheExperience.com. It's exciting. I'm very excited about this. 
reposting links on the Nerd Thug page on my page. Come hang out with me. We're going to be, the career is expanding. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be everywhere. I'm a brand. <laughs> uh, before we get too far into anything, let me tell you about our friends, or actually Nico's going to tell you about our friends. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more is open and at full operating hours. Uh, if you want to come inside the store, you are going to need to wear a mask. Uh, but if you want to be a little bit more safe, they do have delivery and curbside options available. Uh, they are having events run back up. Friday, January 15th is the Star Wars game night. January 16th at uh, 2 p.m. is the Pokemon casual meetup. Also the 16th at 6 p.m. is Hammer Time. That is the Warhammer and Tabletop Warhammer meetups are back in action. And finally, uh, you got two weeks left on their back issue sale. So on Wednesdays for the rest of January... Whoa, they're gonna have up 75% off uh, comics in the back stock area and off 25% off of comic bundles, hardback, and trade paperbacks. So, huge savings. Come on down to the Adventure Begins Comics Games and more. Wonderful location, fantastic staff, well lit, family friendly, always clean. Come and join us and have a grand old time yeah the the backstock sale is gonna be huge uh it's every wednesday through january so i think you've only got two, yeah. three more opportunities to get out there and uh spend two weeks money. left two, two weeks. weeks left is there two or three it's two because the third wednesday would be i think the first day of february february 1st is wednesday okay okay so you got february third left yeah, so the 20th and the 27th are your last two days for that back. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I, I don't think there's 34 days in January. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, were all, we were all waiting for December 32nd. That's tr- it felt like it was coming. So, we were talking about angry quarterbacks here in Houston. What this segues into is the ever-famous NFL quarterback carousel, Okay. This season, everyone's favorite thing. This season, there's about 10 teams who love their quarterbacks, about 10 teams who think they like their quarterbacks, and about 12 teams who are definitely sure they don't want to keep their quarterback. Um, let's talk about it. Okay, so kind of running through the rosters here, my favorite Oakland probably keeping Derek Carr. Uh, he had a good year. I don't think there's any reason to make a big change there. To um, The, the quarterback from the Titans, not to Sposo, who is in Miami, but the other Samoan quarterback who uh, he was supposed to be great, but Tennessee just never could figure him out. He was backing up in Oakland. He'll come, I hope he was in Las Vegas. He'll come out. Um, someone will probably sign him because there's going to be a lot of teams making a change here. So Las Vegas, Kansas City, obviously not making a change. They love Patrick Mahomes. Denver, I. I think they're – I don't know. I, they seem to like uh, – I think it's Drew Locke, but I don't – I don't know. I feel like they're going to make a change. I, they haven't mattered, and that's the problem. They're not winning enough. Yeah, he's one of those. Yeah, yes. Yeah, a, and then San Diego, uh, they seem to – their rookie, is the, he had a great year. Uh, so they're probably – they're going to keep him. Um, yeah. He's probably fine. He's probably fine. The Patriots, uh, they're not re-signing Cam Newton. He is gone, probably. 
I, I, I can't imagine a situation where they re-sign him. They're probably going to draft somebody. Uh, the Jets with Sam Darnold. I think the Sam Darnold experiment is over. I, I think it's just, I think it's just time. Um, sounds like a great Netflix documentary. <laughs> man, uh, there's a 2020 on Hulu uh, where there was a killer on the dating game. He was a serial killer. It's crazy to watch because, like, he killed a lot of folk. He's a bad dude, and he wound up on the dating game. Insane. Uh, it's weird. Um, now, I can see they're probably hiring a new head coach, too. I think they fired their head coach midway in the season, the Jets, if I remember right. Uh, yeah, I can see a new coach coming in and talking himself into keeping Sam Darnold. I think that would be a mistake, though. Um, yeah, he's not good. But if you want to act like, oh, I'm way better than the other guy, this is where you screw up and try and prove it. Right. Um, Miami, uh, they just drafted to a uh, Buffalo. Josh, uh, Josh Allen's been great. This has been his year. Um, you're not making a change there. You move over Cincinnati. Uh, they like their rookie, and it's too young to make a judgment on that yet. Cleveland, Baker Mayfield has been great. Pittsburgh is, yeah. is he won their first playoff game. They're like, yeah, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> they're going to hold on to the day he died. And he's going to be seventy-eight playing. So right, Pittsburgh, I think, is probably starting to consider what's next. They'll probably let Big Ben play as long as he wants, as long as he keeps playing well enough to go to the playoffs. But I don't. I, at some point, either he or the team is going to have to make a choice. Um, right. We're now in that time frame where I don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be one of them. They need they need to start doing what Louisiana did, where they they test out, they test the waters, go get more guys they, behind them, and just Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. Taysom Hill. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Um, and then Baltimore, they they're fine. They they love their they love their quarterback Lamar Jackson, the the most uh, unique quarterback in the NFL, but they like him. My, my friend just calls him the, the, the running back, Lamar Jackson. He, he, my favorite thing was his first game, I think he actually threw five touchdowns or six touchdowns and at the press conference said, not bad for a running back, huh guys? Um, <laughs> he knows, he knows what the criticism is of him, but I they're winning and I think that that's all that matters, which I listen, I love the attitude. That's what, that's all I should care about, but it is a fair criticism. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not fair. It's just it's just the way it, it is. It is what it is. Um obviously here in our division, Tennessee, they gave Ryan Tannehill, I think, a two year deal. Um I will they pay him a second year? I don't know. Um I guess we kinda have to wait and see. It the I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, they might draft somebody and let Ryan Tannehill like Play half the year. Like, it could it could go in the way. Switch them out. Uh, Indianapolis. They say they they love uh, Philip Rivers, and they would love to have him back. He's thirty nine. I don't know if he's going to come back or not. <laughs> he's like he's like I'm real old. He's real old. And honestly, um, Philip Rivers is never a threat to win a Super Bowl. He will throw interceptions at key times. He's like Brett Favre, but not as good at, at as Brett Favre. Discount Brent Favre. Yeah, and only slightly. Like I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not going to try and crush him. Like he is good, but he is not. There's better guys in the league, so he's never the threat. 
Um, that being said, I don't know. They have to either. They need to make. They need to be planning ahead anyway. Uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett. They signed like a two or three year deal, but he was the backup this year. I'm sure they cut him, or they keep him and, and Rivers leaves. But even that, they've still got to be drafting somebody. They still need someone because this position is not solid. It's not solid for them. A 39-year-old and a guy that you don't really want to be your starter are your two options. So We have we have old and okay. Right, old and okay. You're right. That's what they've got. <laughs> Jacksonville has neither old nor okay. Um, <laughs> they will definitely be doing the quarterback thing again. This will be probably their fourth first-round quarterback in 10 years, 12 years. Um, they do this a lot because they suck at it. Um, yeah, I mean, the Browns are terrible at it until they got old Baker. Anymore. And there are some people who thought they were that they were terrible at it even after they got Baker. Um, Austin Ford, co-host of this show regularly, when they fired the Browns GM last year, he thought that was a perfect move. And actually, I was surprised by that move because he thought the roster they built was terrible. Honestly, that same roster is the roster this year that's in the playoffs. The problem was the head coach last year was terrible. So if you want to blame the general manager for hiring the head coach, I get it. Uh, but that roster, actually, it's held up pretty well. It's slapping pretty good. It, it does slap. Um, the Texans, Deshaun Watson, if they if they can keep him happy, they're happy. Um, Which is apparently not happening as of right now. Right. We'll have to wait and see on that. Um, when we go over to the NFC side of it, Seattle, they got Russell Wilson. They're happy. The 49ers are probably going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. It's probably the end of the Jimmy Garoppolo era. He's probably done. No, but he was supposed to be the guy. He really was, but an injury sidelined it. And then by the time he came back, momentum had just shifted away from that franchise. See, this is, this is when the Patriots trade for Jimmy for Garoppolo. <laughs> so he can finally they have just, the guy. They don't even have to. They can just sign him back if the, if the 49ers cut him. The 49ers probably owe him enough money that they're going to cut him. Um, yeah, so we, we, <laughs> they may have their chance just yeah. yet. They'll just give them money. Hey, just come play for us again. Uh, and really, for Jimmy G, what happened was the shine was there. The franchise was glowing. He gets hurt. They spend two years really playing mediocre football, and everyone falls out of love with what they're doing. And now he's back, and it doesn't matter. Um, the L.A. Lambs, one of those Jared Goff, legendary tales. It, it happens so much in the league. Jared Goff, he's not going anywhere. Um, and the Arizona, not great, but he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I, yeah, he's just good enough. Um, they were in the playoffs again this year. Um, they beat the they beat the Seahawks. They're in the playoffs next week. Um, and surprising. And then Arizona with Kyler Murray. It's year two of Kyler Murray. I don't know. They started strong, but they finished weak. Um, they're not going to make it. It's too soon to me. He's he's. It's year two. They're not going to make a change anytime soon. But this year wasn't a great year under the belt. Like, you need improvement every year, and I don't know that it was a lot of improvement this year. Um, Say that to the, the guy that got cut before that. True. Yeah, uh, Rosen. Rosen, who I think is still in Miami, but will probably be cut this year. There's no reason to keep him anymore. Um, he might go somewhere else. I, I don't know that he will. Like, I don't – he burned a second chance on another team that didn't want to start him. Like, it just sucks. Like, I don't know. Like, he's either, like, the, the actual worst or, like, people, like he just keeps getting bummed deals. Yeah, and it's, and it's tough to say. And that happens, man. It happens so often, especially for quarterbacks. Especially when stupid stuff like, 
hey, we got a new head coach, and we, he wants he knows this guy is not the guy. Right? Yeah, he just shows up and says, "I don't want him." Um, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, oh no. I guess that'll work. New Orleans, uh, we kind of talked about him already. You never know. Drew Brees is forty-two. Um, Taysom Hill, yeah. Drew Brees turns forty-two today. Happy birthday, Drew Brees. Um, Taysom Hill is young. They say he's the future. They have uh, Jameis Winston on the roster. He's probably going to go somewhere else. He may have rehabbed his image enough because he played a couple games and it didn't look terrible. Um, it's tough to say. It's just tough to say. He, it's because he can see again. Yeah, he can see down the field suddenly. I hate That makes me so mad. Carolina's probably going to draft a guy. I don't even know who they played at quarterback this year, honestly. Um, uh, I like to imagine they played uh, some guy. <laughs> hopefully. Um, <laughs> they just don't have a quarterback this year. Tampa Bay, obviously Tom Brady. I Listen, he's playing the Saints this weekend in the playoffs. I think how far they go determines if he comes back or not. If they're a game away or if they're in the Super Bowl, he probably comes back. Uh, if they win the Super Bowl, he might retire. I don't know. Tom Brady acts like he wants to play forever. Uh, he's healthy enough that he could. Um, but Tampa Bay needs to be evaluating talent behind him. But I don't know that they're going to do that that seriously. I think I feel like they're a little bit starry eyed from the fact that they have Drew. Uh, yeah, I, have, I think I, say Drew I absolutely think so too. <laughs> um, okay, so Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina. There's a fourth team in this division, and I don't, I don't remember who they are now off the top of my head. Um, oh, that's gonna drive me insane. Okay, real quick on the other <laughs> side, the Giants. They pro- they like their young kid. Uh, Dallas, pro- they have to sign Dak Prescott back, but now it's a matter of how much is it going to cost them. Philadelphia's yeah, poor, poor Dak Prescott never had a chance. Yeah. Philadelphia is going to cut Carson Wentz. I feel like I, I, there's just no way they. I mean, they owe him a ton of money, but I don't, I don't, they don't want him. Um, tragic. Yeah, and then Washington, they're they're uh, they benched, they cut Dwayne Haskins before the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't play Alex Smith week 17. They played their rookie from an XFL league, and he actually didn't look bad. He actually looked he, – he was his heroics weren't enough to get him into the playoffs, but the team got really pumped from what he did. Um, I, they, may, they, they may have found him, but Washington kind of screws stuff up. It's tough to say. Um. So that's it. That's 31 teams. I can't think of the other team. Uh, what about the Detroit Lions? Is it the Detroit Lions? We haven't talked about them. Um, it's because that team's not real. Matt Stafford. Uh, don't don't make up teams. The Detroit Lions aren't real. This what? may be the time that the, that the team moves on from Matt Stafford. Well, considering it's a fake team, it doesn't matter who they move on to. I guess to. that's a good point. That makes him not a real person? Is that what we're saying? No, he's a real person. It's just that they say he's on the team, but he's like, what? No, he's not. It's like being like, I have Mark Zuckerberg in my living room. It's like, <laughs> you know I'm lying. Well, there are at least a couple guys who would disagree with you, but not many, because honestly, the short lines don't show up for a lot of games. So, Well, it's, again, not a real team. <laughs> not a real team. They could, you could tell me. They go, they're like, yeah, we got J.J. Watt and other guys on our team. It's like, no, no we don't. No, don't lie don't. to me. <laughs> Well, you're an absolute idiot, but um, that's probably... It's not my fault they've made up a fake team and put it on the list. I mean, I can't argue with that. 
All right, let me run through real quick and make sure I didn't miss anybody, and then we'll we'll do picks, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, and then Green Bay, and then okay, gre- the, yeah, there it is. The okay, so Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, they do need to have some youth behind him, but I don't think it's time yet. I think he's got a while. No, yeah, he just had a oh fantastic Atlanta season last Falcons. Year. That's who I was forgetting. They're gonna they got to get rid of Matt Ryan. It's time to start over there. Yeah, he's he's terrible. Like. He fluked his way into the Super Bowl through a lead, and that, that was it. it. Like, he got broke after that. They went 4-12 and this year with Matt Ryan healthy all year. Um, yeah, he's he's clearly not the guy. Chicago has a weird thing. Mitchell Trubisky, they got to the playoffs with him, and now his contract is totally up. I don't – I don't. No, they, 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 got to, they got to the, they got to the playoffs because of their good defense. Yeah, but he played – he played okay good the back half of the season. They benched him for three weeks. Make no mistake. They benched him. And then when he came back, he actually looked a lot better. But I, it's they're, – they're the wild card. They're either going to bring him back or start over. But I don't know that Matt Nagy wants to start over considering they're 8-8 eight and eight and they were in the playoffs. And then the Minnesota right, Vikings – 8-8 eight eight in the playoffs with literal, like, Trisket as their, <laughs> as their quarterback. So, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, it's it's worked out. I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm not I'm not totally sure. Um, it's tough to say. I I think they keep him, but I don't I don't have anything to support that. I think they keep him because it's easier to keep him. Honestly, than to I find think, something yes, new. I think that might be enough. Okay, so this week the Rams are pl- are at Green Bay. Uh, I'm going to take Green Bay there. What do you think? Yeah, I go Green Bay, I think. Baltimore is at Buffalo. This is the tough game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Buffalo because I'll, Lamar Jackson has never Baltimore. played in the snow. Ooh, that's a fair point, but I'm going to go Lamar just because I just want to see how it goes. Okay. Uh, Cleveland is at Kansas City. Um, Ooh. This is a painful goodbye to the Baker Mayfield Express. Ah, man, I'm so hyped about this team, but Kansas City's actually just a weapon right now. Yeah, I, I can't. Like, if they played anyone else, I would have been like, Ooh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, like, if the, if the Baltimore and Buffalo were swapped, maybe. maybe. Yeah. But no, I can't talk myself into it. No, neither can I. Unfortunately, this this is like, it's like they just, they, like, they just leveled up, and it's like, oh, look at them go, and it's like, oh, there's just a, just, there's just a, there's just a brick wall in front of them. <laughs> and Tampa Bay is going to be at New Orleans in a battle of the retirees. Oh, that's that's pretty good. I'm going to go New Orleans on that one if I'm being because honest. Because it's at New Orleans. I kind of want to agree with you. It's hard to, to, to say Tom Brady isn't magic, though. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Tampa Bay just because you took New Orleans, but I, I don't love it. All right. That'll be our... I guess we'll we might tie because of the Buffalo Baltimore thing. We'll see what happens. That'll be the tiebreaker. Um. Okay. All right. So all that being said, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we're probably up against it here. I'm Matt, little brother Nico, and myself. Same nerd thug time. Same nerd thug channel. Uh. Thank you to the adventure begins. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Stay clean. Wear a mask. Fight the power. Black lives matter. Um. Uh, yeah. You guys take care. Have a great day. Talk to you.